Welcome back to the COS Business Podcast. My name is Andrew Hasley, and I'm the host of the show. Today, I'm sitting here with Erica Henkel, uh, owner of True North Holistic Counseling. Yes, you got it. It's a long one. Yeah. I mean, it's only four words. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not that bad. Right. And that's cool. So what got you into doing that? Um, well, I actually started as an ed- elementary education major in undergrad, thinking that that's what I wanted to do. But pretty quickly, I realized um, when I thought about a classroom of like 30 kids, I was like, I think I want to do something at a deeper level um, than be up here teaching. And so a friend of mine was in the social work program um, and was like, you should try this out. Because I thought about psychology and she's like, I think social work you can do a lot with. And so I went that route um, and I haven't stopped. I worked for a little bit in residential treatment, doing case management, stuff like that before going back to grad school because I realized, again, I wanted to go a little bit deeper um, with people and be able to support them. Um, Mm -hmm. Especially in residential treatment, there was so much trauma that the kids had experienced. And so I really wanted to learn more about that in ways um, to help kind of uproot and unearth some of the negative stuff they believe because of their trauma and so i knew going to grad school would be the route and got my master's in social work and now a word from our sponsors power tool safe is revolutionizing tool tracking and protection for everybody with power tool safe you can protect the equipment that keeps your business running go to powertoolsafe.com and start your new account now and register up to ten thousand dollars in tools for free the people's tiny house festival is the nation's largest gathering of simple living featuring van conversions bus conversions and tiny houses of course catch the event in loveland colorado july 16th and 17th at the ranch events complex get your tickets at peoplestinyhousefestival.com tickets sheath underwear has a pouch for the boys. It is everyday underwear for every man. 100% money back on the first pair if you don't like it. Visit sheathunderwear.com and enter the code COSBP20 to get 20% off your order. Recon Marketing is the fastest growing social media agency in Colorado. Recon focuses on becoming an extension of your business while providing social media management, review management, and digital marketing. Recon Marketing, putting you on the radar. Planet Duct offers astronomical air duct cleaning with the most powerful vacuum trucks in Colorado. They have taken air duct cleaning to a new intergalactic level that is far more powerful and proactive than any on the market in El Paso County or Southern Colorado. Reach out to Planet Duct for any of your air duct cleaning needs. Nice. And so so that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what does a master's require? Um, so it's like I had an undergrad in social work, so I could have done it in like, I think it's about 18 months. Um, but I did it part-time so I could keep working and it was, so I did it in three years. Um, and I had an internship, I had to write a thesis and, um, like just took lots of classes. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's cool. And and when you say residential, is that like facilities and stuff? Yeah. Yep. A treatment center where kids would come and live for maybe six to nine months or so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, And get really intensive treatment. Mm -hmm. And these were kids who were on the streets, you know, maybe Um, involved in crime or something. So the older, there were, there was a house with older kids and Mm -hmm. that was the case um, for some of those kids. I was actually with a younger group. And so it was oftentimes like kids who were in and out of foster care and just really struggled Mm -hmm. to like, or you know, because of their behaviors, it was hard for them to maintain a foster family. Um, and so they would come for treatment for a while or maybe um, kids who had really severe attachment issues who were adopted mm-hmm. um, and just really struggling with their adoptive family. And so they would come for some treatment and they would also get family treatment and stuff. So, yeah, it was pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, that's 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 breaking with those those kids. Mm-hmm. What was some of the things that you think you learned from from that? Oof, so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was in my early twenties, so it was a long time ago now. But I think one of the biggest things I learned is that people's behaviors are often based out of survival. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I appreciated that the treatment center was really good at teaching us about that, that they're not just, you know, oppositional. They're not just mm-hmm. trying to be a pain in the ass. Like this is how they learn to survive certain situations. Mm-hmm. And until we can respect and honor where that comes from, we really have no business trying to change them. So it really also helped me learn to like start with that relationship and learn to understand where these things come from rather than judge mm-hmm. like their behavior just as what it is. For sure. Yeah. It's always, everyone's gone through something or going through something. You know? Right. And whether it, it's not for anyone to judge how they take, how they're handling that, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, some people just don't handle stuff like that well. And mm-hmm. especially when you're so young, you're not even fully developed of how to talk with or deal with people really right. for real. <laughs> yeah. I know I wasn't. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I was actually in, in a facility for, for three months okay. when I was, uh, 14, 13, wow. I yeah. think, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that was interesting, you know? Right, <laughs> met yeah. Some, met some cool people, some good friends. and Right. Uh, uh, but we weren't there to make friends. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was just, it was an interesting experience. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I ate put hot sauce on everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it was not it was good bad. for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then that's where I developed putting hot sauce in everything. Nice, <laughs> yeah. So I still do that. I try yeah. to stay away from that as much mm-hmm. uh, just because I think it causes internal damage. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and yeah, that's that's a side note. I, right. I derail all the that's time. That's right, that's right. <laughs> and that, that's cool. So, mm-hmm. so you were working with... Uh, other companies working with kids and mm-hmm. doing residential stuff and did you got your master's yep okay yeah and then after grad school moved out here um and worked with the family treatment drug court program mm-hmm. through an organization called savio um worked there for a while again just lots of learning mm-hmm. um and then have worked at a couple different organizations as a therapist and then last june um finally kind of branched out and went on my own. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> what made you really want to take that leap? Um, I think actually it was a mentor of mine. <laughs> who, well, I mean, I've wanted to do it, mm-hmm. um, but I kept being like, well, it's like safer with other people. Um, and she basically said to me, like, Erica, it's really hard to embody your own body of work when you're in someone else's structure. Mm. And I think that really resonated with me because I do feel like um, there are certain areas that I really enjoy working with and uh, having the freedom um, to just do it how I want to do it and move forward that way has really actually helped me to kind of embrace those niches here and there. So, And that makes sense. A lot of people get into business because they, they want that freedom, I guess. Right. And then a lot of people get trapped into their own prison. Right. <laughs> yep. So that, yeah. that's something to, to be careful as as, as well, uh, careful, careful of as well. And mm-hmm. so how has your experience been with uh, growing, growing your business? It's been pretty good so far. Um, you know, I have a pretty steady caseload, um, but I'm realizing I'm not great at marketing. So as people are getting better, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. and they're going to like once a once every other week or once a month, I'm like, oh yeah, I need to, 
uh, get more people in. <laughs> and oh, so, okay, I get what you're saying. When yeah. they get better, they they need you less. Right, yeah, and, which is good. Yeah, and that's, and that's always want, my yeah. goal. <laughs> yeah. But you don't want that to be like a negative incentive for you. Right, you, you know? exactly. Or even if it's a subconscious thing. It's right. Like, are you, like, you got, that's something to be aware of as well. Right, yeah. <laughs> so so that's that's interesting. So you're also only a year in, so I mean, yeah, the so longer you normal. go. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it'll build. Yeah, so, and that's where, I know we were just talking about um, how I, met you yeah because <laughs> I was th- like just the night before I was you know talking with my husband about how I'm like I gotta figure out this marketing thing mm-hmm. and then you know I was standing in line at Story Coffee behind you and yeah. you're talking about the podcast and so yeah. and we tell stories that's yeah. what we do and exactly. that's that's the best type of marketing you know yeah. when you tell stories right that's what gets people to invest in you and know you like you trust you all those three three factors have you heard that yet the no like and trust uh no but that makes sense yeah and that's for anyone that does business with any any business Mm -hmm. they have to have those three factors knowing you liking you trusting you and whether it's you specifically as a as as a as a person Mm -hmm. or you as a brand like you know people even you can take the biggest brand like nike they people know what it is they like it and they trust that brand the one the people who buy nike i don't buy nike i don't trust them no i'm just kidding yeah right no i buy i buy nike (laughs) uh not usually though uh but but yeah i mean that's kind of those three things for 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 marketing no understanding that and it's like if you just reverse engineer from from knowing those three things, what can I be doing? Ask yourself, what can I be doing to get people to know me, like me, trust me? You know, awareness right. is the first level, mm-hmm. uh, so they know you, and you know it's like this. This podcast helps with that. So. Yeah. So, so going I forward, that yeah, <laughs> very much. Yeah, 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 and 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 you can also hire awesome uh, marketing companies right. like Recon Marketing, uh, yeah, which is Marcus's uh, marketing company. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> and they typically work with like. Uh, businesses that are well established and, and stuff like that but there's mm-hmm. other types of mar- there's other marketing companies too that uh that that you know will work with a startup work with someone who's you know just getting started too right. and and it also i mean at at the beginning it's usually best for people to to market the, themselves and right. figure out how to do it matthew Biera, he's he's been a beast at that although yeah. he does hire a smaller a small a, a, a not a smaller it's like more of like a big, a big company that's like nation, na, 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 national, and mm-hmm. you know they, they have because they're so big and because they've grown to uh, a massive marketing company, they're able to, ha- to take on you know the clients for smaller packages, right. you know, and do do certain things, and they'll do things like backlinks, and they'll do they'll put like backlinks. Although I don't think that's as important as some of the other things you could be doing right. uh, in marketing, but. Yeah, there's there's lots of stuff with marketing that you, right. and it's, it's it's it can be intimidating, you know. Yes, for sure. <laughs> uh, starting starting a podcast has been one of my main marketing methods for my business, and I think right. it's like the the biggest marketing thing that I could have ever done for my business because I don't even promote my business on it. At first, I was you know I was the mm-hmm. only sponsor. We had to have one sponsor, right? And, yeah. <laughs> and so I was like you know. Uh, promoting it but even if i'm not promoting it i'm on every episode right and that gets people to know me like me and trust me you know? right yeah exactly <laughs> and so it's like that's one one great thing about marketing uh, about video as well too whether it's a podcast or whether you're just putting out video content mm-hmm. is it does get people to know you like you and trust you before they even get in a meeting with you they can because mm-hmm. they can feel your vibe they can understand yeah. who you are as a person and you know then and it's it's magic right. <laughs> it's crazy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and you you're basically cloning yourself uh because mm-hmm. 
a hundred thousand people can watch a video in at any given minute minute and like if you were doing that in person you can't really meet with a hundred thousand people you know right yeah <laughs> and so that's or thousand or a thousand people mm-hmm. and so i'm just throwing out some marketing stuff yeah thank you I appreciate <laughs> it's a business it. podcast yeah yeah <laughs> so so yeah and uh, uh so you start you started your business a year ago yeah um Marketing is kind of really what you you really want to uh, you want to get more clients yes. essentially of course yeah. you know yeah. we all do right <laughs> yeah. or or to a point to where we have too much clients and that's a, right. that's a problem that's a problem to face when you get there you know yeah <laughs> yeah totally yeah okay so what are some of the marketing things you've been doing um so I have a Instagram page um I'm not as consistent with posting on that, but that's one mm-hmm. way I use a service called Psychology Today um, that if people Google therapists in Colorado Springs, mm-hmm. usually Psychology Today is one of the first things. And that's like a up. journal, an article, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, article. they have articles mm-hmm. and yeah, I've read a whole some bunch stuff of from stuff. Them. I actually read uh, an article from 1999 on there about flow. flow oh, states. wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. And I just remember the date because I, I was doing research. I was making a video, a YouTube video on flow. Right. And... Uh, I was just, I was like, this article's from 1999, dude. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, that internet was probably wasn't even on the internet. They probably just pulled from their archives. That, right. like, are they a magazine too as well? Yeah, okay. they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. That that used that used to be the thing, you know. If you you didn't have a mm-hmm. website, you had a magazine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I was, I I don't remember that. I'm too 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 right. old for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only magazines I I I I paid attention to were were probably ones I shouldn't have been paying attention right. to <laughs> yeah. at that age. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so that's that's cool. Yeah. So yeah. you got your master's degree. You've been out here for eleven years, about eleven yep, years? About eleven years now. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think you said uh, you told us before we were recording that you actually worked with Nate Wilson's mom. Yeah. <laughs> who was yep. just on the podcast. Julie Wilson, yep. <laughs> nice. Yeah, okay. I worked with her at my first job, Savio. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we actually crossed paths again at another organization, Family Care Center. So Nice. Yeah. And and sh- was she, did she own the did she own the practice? No, but it, she does now. Oh, she owns okay. her own practice now. Nice. Yeah, we awesome. both kind of went out on our own. That's cool. So yeah. do you like you were working with kids, and that's what Nate does now, right? Uh, so do you do you work with what do you do now? Like what is who is your ideal client? Actually, now I more so work with adults. Okay. Um, I do work with some teenagers, um, but primarily I work with adults who have experienced trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though that's a pretty broad thing, um, it's what I've been specializing. And then in that, I've had a lot of people I work with who have come out of like pretty fundamentalist religious backgrounds, um, something called purity culture, where it's like a unique form of trauma almost that they've Mm. experienced. And so um, that's where I've been kind of building a little bit of a niche that was unexpected. Mm -hmm. Um, It just so happened that I would be working with people on other trauma and this stuff would start to come out as they would be exploring this further. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, and I myself, you know, grew up in purity culture and that sort of thing. So it kind of um, like I have a pretty deep understanding mm-hmm. of what it is and how it can kind of affect people. Can, can you explain that? I'm not I don't yeah. know if I'm familiar. OK, so um, purity culture, it's I don't know if you ever heard of the True Love Waynes movement, um, but no. it's basically, you know, about saving yourself for marriage is the biggest thing, mm. um, which that in and of itself isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. You know, people often choose abstinence for different reasons Mm -hmm. and totally reasonable. Um, I think the hard part about purity culture, though, is that there was a lot of shame connected to it. Mm -hmm. Um, So they would do these things where they'd call them object lessons, where they would take, you know, maybe a cookie 
and they would like be like, okay, we're going to pass this around and take a little piece off of it. Or, you know, maybe somebody drops them on the floor and things like that. Or they would kind of like get it dirty, you know, or like somebody might spit on it. And they're like, okay, this is what happens if you have sex before you're married. And all these different things, like they're taking pieces from you. They're essentially like um, kind of dirtying you and that kind of thing. And so like when I talk to a lot of people who've gone through the experience of purity culture, they all have different versions of that Mm -hmm. story, whether it be like chips or a sucker or there's always something Mm -hmm. that like somehow. Putting something dirty in your body. Yeah. Yeah. And so because they're like, you would never want this, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and just how that really leaves this imprint in the back of your brain mm-hmm. around like if you were to cross certain lines, then you're dirty and you're bad, mm-hmm. um, just full of shame. Or that when you if you do decide to save yourself till marriage because of these messages, it's not like as soon as you get married, the shame of sex just goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then there's a lot of issues that come up around that because you for so long are taught this is bad and dirty and wrong. Mm -hmm. And so um, like those kind of things happen. The other part of it that I think I often see really has been a challenge for women is this idea that how we present ourselves as women, how we dress um, can lead men into sexual sin. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of this like kind of like we have to con- help control men's thoughts yeah. by how we behave and how we dress. Mm-hmm. And when you really break it down and you think about it, we can't even control our own thoughts, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. we can't control the thoughts that pop in our head. We can decide how much we want to entertain them, which mm-hmm. takes a lot of practice, a lot of learning. But this idea that we can control someone else's thoughts by wh- how we are and how we present mm-hmm. um, can really mess with your psyche. For sure. Um, and so... Could cause people to be rebellious, too. <laughs> right, exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then in the rebellion have so much shame afterwards because mm. there's just so much shame in that, like, you're so bad. Not like, oh, maybe this choice wasn't healthy for you. It's like, you're bad because you did mm-hmm. this. Um, and so... Yeah, my work with women has been to really kind of unpack some of those messages um, so that they can feel like powerful in themselves and but not in the way that they're in control of men and their Mm -hmm. thoughts and that kind of thing. Um, And learning to decide for themselves like how they want to dress, who they want to be without these specific roles. Um, Because that's the other piece, too, is like there's very there's very clear gender roles. of like men should be a certain way and women should be a certain way. So it can be really damaging, not just for women, but obviously also for men. Cause mm-hmm. then there's this idea that like, Oh, you just can't control yourself as a man. Like men are dangerous mm-hmm. and you know, we need to take care of them that way. So um, yeah. It, and those are, I will say really subtle insidious messages. Mm-hmm. I think on the surface, it doesn't look. Yeah. And that's why, like that. it, why it's probably <laughs> accepted. So so widely in a lot of right. a lot of cultures, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. And I do also want to say, I know that it's a lot of well-intentioned adults mm-hmm. who just wanted what they felt like was best for their kids mm-hmm. and probably didn't understand the repercussions of some of those messages. Mm-hmm. And so I always like take that stance of like, I don't think there was specific harm that these leaders who were teaching mm-hmm. it were trying to create. Well, Hitler didn't, ha- I mean, <laughs> right, <laughs> Hitler right. thought he was doing a good thing right, too. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So, you know, just kind of, but trying to understand like more deeply how that's impacted you and how to move forward. Mm-hmm. So like I said, it's kind of like a niche that sort of fell in my lap. Um, and I've been enjoying 
being able to work with women, supporting them around that, and even more recently started a group um, so that women can come together and kind of talk about how it's affected them and Mm -hmm. feel like they're not so alone in it. Nice. That's good. Yeah, Yeah. sweet. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like that's similar to what the Westboro Baptist Church does? Or they're like an extreme. They're the extreme. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but they have those those beliefs just turned all the way up. To yes. Them. Yep. Okay. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. We're gonna clip this, and we're gonna get a bunch of people saying you just compared us to Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, um, that th- that'll be on me. That you right. Didn't, yes. You didn't. You didn't compare compare right. them to Hitler. <laughs> right. Right. That, that's not what you were intending. But I was yeah. just trying to make an extreme point. You know? Right. Yeah. 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 So, so that, that's that's awesome. So that's kind of what you mainly focus on. What does the holistic part mean? Um, so that is really related to bringing the body into therapy. Um, so oftentimes, you know, a lot of therapy is that talk therapy. It's very cognitive, um, conversational, and that can be helpful to a certain degree. Um, but I found when you start to include the body and especially the nervous system. Um, changes start to happen on a different level um, because so often when we don't even realize it, we're in nervous system responses. Yeah. And especially even you can be to a certain degree in talk therapy as you're talking about certain things that have been overwhelming to you. Um, and so I love supporting people in identifying like their nervous system responses. And so if you don't mind, I'll maybe go through some of them because I think yeah, there are some newer ones that people aren't as aware of. Um Because there's the whole, I'm sure you've probably heard of fight and flight. Mm -hmm. Those are the most common ones. Um, And that's basically outside of like the specific situation when it's a longer term nervous system response might just look like a lot of anger, um, irritability, that kind of thing for fight. Um, Even like a lot of muscle tension in your gross motor muscles, um, your arms, your legs, like Mm -hmm. just ready to fight. And then flight is this, I need to get out of here as fast as I can. And so sometimes when you're in situations where you can't, um, you might flight out of your body and Mm. be a little bit dissociative. Shut down. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, or the shutdown Mm -hmm. of like almost stonewalling type Mm -hmm. behavior. Um, And so, and again, prolonged, that more looks like maybe the stonewalling or kind of dissociative. There's also a freeze response, which is becoming more commonly aware or people are more aware of that. And it's basically when the autonomic nervous system that pushes us into fight or flight Mm -hmm. and the parasympathetic nervous system, which is what calms us down, are like activated at the same rate. And so right now I'm pushing my hands together. And to you, it probably looks like nothing, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of force here. Okay. And so it basically causes a stillness. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens in our brains when we go into freeze, Mm -hmm. where it's just like you're stuck. Like a deer in headlights kind of. Deer in headlights. Mm -hmm. Yep. Your brain goes blank that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Sometimes also then freeze more prolonged. It looks like I can't get off the couch. Um, I know that there are things I need to do, but I'm feeling stuck. And then the two newer ones that are not quite so um, publicly aware um, is fawn, which I don't really love that word for this. It's basically like people pleasing. Um, but A W N. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I think they want to keep with the Fs. <laughs> um, okay, gotcha. So <laughs> the fawn response is when you're in a situation that maybe you don't feel like you can get out of and you can't fight your way out of it. And so it's if I comply and give you what you want, maybe this will end sooner. Um, and then prolonged, that looks like 
Mm. I'll just kind of please you and make sure like if I take care of you in this way, then I'll be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the final one is fluff. I think I do a oh, lot of the fawning. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. I think it's way more common than people recognize as mm-hmm. a trauma response or a nervous system response mm-hmm. i do um, it in like a strategic way too like i'll do like think so many steps ahead just to avoid certain things right and i think i learned that from having an abusive stepfather growing up so. right that makes sense <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you have to keep yourself safe mm-hmm. um and so that's a really i think wise way especially for kids it's like people get upset with themselves later on in life as they're like oh i'm such a people pleaser mm-hmm. and i'm so frustrated with this and also just taking a moment to honor like wow, you as a child were so smart mm-hmm. because this is how you figured out you could survive this setting. And just honoring that before we even start working with, like, how can we shift this if it's not serving you anymore? For sure. Is that camera still going? Yep. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> I had it in the back of my head, and it was going to bug me if I didn't ask. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is that camera going? Yep. Nice. <laughs> is that alive? Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> we're live. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we've we're trying some different things, you know, going on. So right. it's it's not gonna be the whole episode live, just right. a little a live Certain clip. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what's the next uh and F? then the <laughs> last one is flop. Okay. And this one is more extreme. Um this would be where you basically are in a setting you can't get out of and you faint. It's like you wanna it's like your body wants to play dead for you. Because they're like, we just can't get out of this. What's the difference between shutting down and that one? Um, so flop is actually like your whole body kind of shuts down and you faint versus like freeze. You're still aware. Like you're still here. Oh, your yeah. body can still yeah. do mm-hmm. what it needs to do. But, but flop the body is... shuts down too? Yeah. Wow. So that's extreme. What's a situation where that would happen? Um, Seeing blood maybe? Some, may- some, some people, people do. do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or just maybe in like, let's say... Uh, I'm trying to think of something that won't be super triggering for people listening. But if you're in a situation, maybe that's really extreme, um, really dangerous, and you just can't get out. It's just that, like, okay, I'm done. Mm. So that could be, like, maybe a hostage situation. Yes, yeah, something something like that. really, really bad. Yeah, (laughs) yep. Okay, interesting. So, yeah, so I like to just give that basic background to people because when you – really break them down. And sometimes I break those down even a little bit further. You start to see um, this idea where they say sometimes states, like nervous system states, start to look like traits. Mm. And then we believe that this is who we are. Like Mm. I said, we start to believe we're a people pleaser. We start to believe we're just an angry person. All these different things. Mm. And you feed Um, that and then you actually become that. (laughs) Right, right. And so being able to step back and when you have this sort of background knowledge of like, okay, this might have been a nervous system state that I was in for a prolonged period of time, which helped me survive, you know, and just honoring that like survival piece. And then from there to move forward and be like, okay, how can we start to unpack this? And to kind of more than learning in therapy, I feel like you're unlearning Mm -hmm. and like unlearning these ideas that I'm just an angry person or a bad person or whatever it might be and look at how these things have affected you and how they've developed these core beliefs that you're operating out of that then in some ways do feel like the self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, And like, let's step back and just kind of break those all down and Mm -hmm. see who you are outside of all of this, because that's really not the truth of you. Mm -hmm. How do you break that down? um, So like I said, first there is an element of talk therapy where Mm -hmm. I'm getting kind of like a history of things, but then also throughout that I'm asking people to check in with their bodies 
in their nervous systems. Mm. And then, like I said, I like to explain the nervous system states. And then usually people are like, oh, yeah, like how you did. You're like, oh, Mm -hmm. I think I do this a lot. And Mm -hmm. I think it's because of this. And so then we can work with that. I'm also trained in something called EMDR, which stands for eye movement desensitization reprocessing, which you don't have to worry about that. It's a mouthful. I like um, it. Yeah. But basically, it's fi- it, it's finding that using bilateral stimulation, so it can be eye movements, which is where the EM comes from of mm-hmm. looking left, right, um, or it can be tapping left, right, or these paddles that you can hold in your hand that vibrate in one hand than the other. And as it goes back and forth, that seems to have a calming effect on the nervous system. Mm. So initially, you have this trigger as you're thinking about it and talking about it, but then that helps calm the nervous system so you can start to have a little bit more clarity in reprocessing. Um, Because when we're in an activated state, which like I said, I think we are more than we often give credit for. What's an activated state? Like one of um, those four? Yeah, one of the nervous system states. Mm -hmm. Then um, it basically kind of shuts down our prefrontal cortex, the part of our brain Mm. where we can have clarity of thought and kind of and mine's already smaller because I have ADHD. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, so, I just found that out, that people with ADHD have smaller, like, frontal, front, front of brains. Yeah. Front brains. <laughs> frontal yeah. brains. <laughs> right. Yeah, because that's what front, the frontal means, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. So so that can kind of help with some of that. And then, um, you know, I do some stuff with, like, inner child work of almost, like, reparenting then that version of you. Um, so EMDR is one way I can do it. Some people don't like EMDR, so then I do a lot of the inner child work around, okay, so, like, let's bring that version of you to mind, and, like, what does she need right now, and what do you think would have been helpful for her to hear, and, like, and also Mm -hmm. at the same time, keep checking in with your body and noticing, like, oh, are you starting to get activated when this little version of you comes in the room, Um, and how do we soothe you so that you can soothe this part of yourself that didn't get her needs met, Mm -hmm. Um, and so... That's a way. And then, um, yeah, just also encouraging people to find practices that help them get into their body in a soothing way outside of therapy, because that's the biggest thing, too, mm-hmm. is I can spend this hour with you a week. But if it's not being continued in some way outside of therapy, it can be somewhat helpful, but not as effective as it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where, you know, I encourage people to develop mindfulness practices Um because I also have some training in yoga therapy. And so kind of using, you know, the body, the mind, mm-hmm. um, getting them connected in order to support self-soothing can be really helpful. Um, and so like our five senses are some of the easiest ways to do that, to consciously connect with your senses and your environment can be really helpful mm. in just creating like a more or a sense of safety within yourself. So it sounds like it's pretty similar to what hip, hip, hypnosis would be. Uh, going into those states, not like full hypnosis. And right. I know I know hypnosis has a lot of like bad rap, you know. Right. But when when I'm talking about hypnosis, I'm talking about really letting your guard down, you know, yeah. in, on a subconscious level, you know. <laughs> right. And uh, do you listen to Andrew Huberman's podcast? I haven't. I heard him on another podcast, and he's okay. on my list of people to listen His to. His podcast specifically is is amazing. When he's on other people's podcasts, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But he actually spends hours and hours and hours of like going through textbooks for every every episode he does. Wow. And his 
each episode is spe- specific to one type of thing. Wow. And uh, yeah. so that's really, I, I really learned a lot about uh, ADHD. Oh, yeah. Uh, and like, and they're, they're like two hour long episodes. Wow. And like just full like master classes essentially of specific this thing, you know, okay. or, or, you know, like ADHD was one of one of the things. And he talks about, I think, some similar things that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, he cites all his sources, you know, he okay. he's he, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing podcast. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he's a neuroscientist. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, he. He, he, he talks about this thing called Yoga Nidra. Do you yes. know what that is? Oh, okay. I love Yoga Nidra. Yeah. yeah. Can you explain a little bit what that is? Yeah. So Yoga Nidra is basically a deep meditative practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also includes the body. Um, it kind of does like a really deep body scan. Um, but it's not just like, oh, relax this part of your body. It's just bring all your mental attention to your right big toe. And then the next toe, and kind of like, like have a kill just, bill. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your big toe. <laughs> right, yeah. So you just like go through your body, um, and it's deeply relaxing. But basically, what and there's a lot of different ways of doing it. Um, you know, oftentimes you set an intention at the beginning of it of what you're mm-hmm. kind of wanting to work with, or hope for. Um, then you do the body scan, you do some breathing. And the biggest thing about it is that it tries to bring you into that state. And I think. Um, especially if you've practiced it quite a bit, you can start to more quickly get into the state where you're between being awake and asleep. Mm, that kind of, you yeah. know, when you're like deep, drifting. I think he calls it deep state, deep or something. I forget the exact the words. Yeah. But it was like, you're not asleep, but it's like deep rest. You know? Yes. Yeah. And they say that it's really helpful for our brains, really mm-hmm. helpful for resetting our brains. Um, and it's just deeply relaxing, I think, mm-hmm. for our bodies and, um, yeah, and some people use it for sleep, even though technically people who are like really technical about yoga nidra are like, this is not for sleep. Yeah, <laughs> because like I, you he said, does you it before get... he does a podcast actually, oh, so okay. he's like fully in center and yeah, because his podcasts are intensive. Sometimes he's doing them for like eight hours. You know? Wow, because he goes through a lot of a lot of information. It's that's why it's yeah. like it's so amazing that these these scientists are starting podcasts and mm-hmm. doing these things, and you know basically doing the public a service uh, by letting all this letting people know all this information for for, for free you know right. public access totally and you know what's cool is it's incentive it's incentivizing for them because they get to make millions of dollars off of the it's podcast. true <laughs> yeah yeah and it so works for everyone and the reason why 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 you know you wouldn't see those things popping up before uh podcasting really came off is because these scientists have spent years and years of like learning this stuff and they mm-hmm. needed to make money you know right <laughs> yep it's true and so it's like now they can monetize their their knowledge Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, I think it's just so awesome. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to get him on the podcast one of these. Yeah, days. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I got some 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 wish list guests that I would like to get on. Nice. Oprah is one of them. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for her to come down right. uh, to Colorado. Go to her house or go to her house and tell you ride. And she has a house and tell you ride. That's what I've heard. I don't okay. know if it's still there. But well, well, yeah. thanks for that insight. Now yeah. I'm about to stalk her. No, I'm right? just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's cool so so yeah that's the, those are the the four uh can you list them real quick oh the nervous system response yeah, yeah. yeah so fight flight um freeze fawn mm-hmm. and then like the extreme flop okay and so. then you take you take that into account and then you take the holistic approach yeah. which probably means like not just like how you're feeling your body but what right. are you putting into your body maybe um a little bit okay um that's not what you specialize yeah, in. Yeah, that's not what I specialize in. Do you have in. someone you refer that to maybe? Um, 
there are some like um, nutrition therapists and actually the owner of the studio where I um, have my office. Nice. She's a nutrition therapist, Jessica Patterson. Awesome. Um, she does a lot of different things. She's really amazing. So I don't know how much um, she's doing nutrition therapy anymore. If she still does it, but yeah, that's one of the things that mm-hmm. she's definitely studied. Okay, so it's yeah. it's mainly just like, how can we understand your psychology and what you're right. going through physically and emotionally. Right. And okay. then also, I think because I'm a social worker, I have this also perspective of um, we as individuals are in the context of this greater society. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there are also systemic issues that are affecting you. Yeah. Um, and so being able to look, it's kind of like zooming out and looking at the big picture sometimes mm-hmm. because otherwise, I mean, we can get really caught in the weeds here mm-hmm. with the individual, but sometimes it's like, yeah, you're feeling these things, but also you've lived this life where you have been, you know, experiencing a lot of racism towards you. Mm-hmm. And so how is that affecting you? Because we can't just pretend it's all just in your head and your own thoughts, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. cause that's just not accurate. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think, my whole philosophy is just kind of like looking at the person within systems, whether it be their own physical system, Mm -hmm. their own family system or the greater system. Yeah. And you know, some things may be, you know, all in your head, you know, some of the Mm -hmm. things you, your own limiting beliefs, your own personal beliefs of, of who you are. And, you know, I actually do struggle with a lot of anger issues. I Mm -hmm. I would like to, let's, let's work it out. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) How many sessions does that usually take to work something like that out? Um, it really depends on the person. I'm, Mm -hmm really bad at guessing for, for sure. people yeah. um, just because each person goes, I think at different paces, it depends on like how ingrained this is in like your nervous system and in your brain, all those neural pathways that for years have just mm-hmm. been like, here's the trigger, here's the anger, that kind mm. of thing. And so kind of, it depends on the person. I, I know that's no, not helpful. No, no, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I say the same thing when I do quote quote, uh, quote a project for for video production. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it right. depends on the project. You know, right? And you know, and also the person. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. people are just slow to get, respond back. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So, what did you, what do you what would you say are some kind of typical causes for for anger issues? I guess. Um, I really think a lot of it is just some sort of trauma. And I also Mm want to reframe trauma. I don't know if I should say reframe. I think a lot of people are starting to become more aware of this, but Mm -hmm. before it was seen as basically just the precipitating event, people would be like, well, that's trauma. That's Mm -hmm. traumatic. But really it's about what happens to the nervous system and your body when you're in this overwhelmed event, maybe. Mm -hmm. So that's why for some people, um, when they're growing up, if they get bullied, it is a traumatic event mm-hmm. because it overwhelms their body and their nervous system For and their sure, sense yeah. of self. And For, one person's trauma is another person's brush it off their right, shoulder. Right, you know? exactly. <laughs> yeah, some people are like, oh, that's not true. Yeah. yeah. I don't care what you say about me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's where it it basically just comes from maybe a situation that your nervous system and your being felt like you couldn't quite escape or that it was just so overwhelming Mm-hmm. that you shut down in some way. Um, and then that's if you didn't have the chance to process it at the time, which a lot of people don't mm-hmm. because we don't even recognize it for what it is, you know, it leaves an imprint in your nervous system. And that's where mm. like 
the trauma in our body lies. And then I just had a flashback actually. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was a hostage once. Oh wow. Yeah, I'd actually never even really talked about that because I'd never thought about it as a hostage situation. But right. re- recently looking back at it, it definitely was, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it was sure. it was like overnight. It was it was pretty crazy. Wow. <laughs> we won't get into it. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean I right. could. I'm really open with getting into things, but I don't think I'm ready to get into that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But definitely, you know, when you're in that space where you're so overwhelmed and can't leave or feel like you can't leave mm-hmm. um or forced to not be able to exactly leave. <laughs> yeah um then that really can imprint itself in your nervous system mm-hmm. so interesting okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. nice so, so where do you uh, what is your goals with your business what do you what's your big vision like if you had a if you have a big vision and i'm sure you right. do <laughs> yeah so well i think about a few things i think i've never been even though I kind of have this little bit of this niche right now with religious trauma um, and trauma, I also have always just been like, oh, this is interesting now. This is interesting now. But something right now that I'm doing also is working with some local nonprofits to support their teams around burnout because it's just been a hard few years for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially in the nonprofit realm where you're helping some of the most under-resourced people you know and like maybe chronically ill or chronically in need people and that really starts to weigh heavy and so I've really enjoyed being able to work with staff around like supporting them and each nonprofit I do it a little bit differently because I really want to tailor it to their staff and what do they need to help um, reduce burnout and to help process vicarious trauma because when you're hearing these stories or seeing these things happen over and over again, you can start to develop trauma symptoms yourself, um, even if you haven't experienced it Mm. yourself that way. So I like to work with the nonprofits doing that. And one of my big visions is how could I also bring this into other organizations as well? And maybe some of the corporate world, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, thinking about the great resignation that's been happening. And I know I saw an article recently, and I really wish I could remember who did the research, but Adam Grant had mentioned it. Um, He's an organizational psychologist. and For the corporate stuff. Yeah. That's what he does. Yeah. And it was basically like more than anything else, it was toxic work culture. Mm -hmm. Like more than even maybe pay, even though that can be an element of it sometimes, Mm -hmm. it's this toxic work culture. And so I would love to be able to support corporations, their leadership teams around how can you improve the work culture? How can you have a little bit more compassion Mm -hmm. or maybe even just a basic understanding of trauma and how that might look in employees and how sometimes Mm -hmm. these settings can re-traumatize or re-trigger things in people. Um, And so I would love to, yeah, someday work with businesses around creating just safer emotional environments. Which is huge, you know, and that's because that bleeds into every aspect of our society. You right. Know? Yeah. <laughs> and maybe yeah. not even big corporations. I mean, right. maybe a, a business with 15 employees. Oh, yeah. Would be ideal, any business. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be a big corporation because, I mean, right. a business with 15 employees, that's a lot of people, you know, that, you know, ha- like, they may even be more manageable for you at this point. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, so I enjoy, and I have done some public speaking around like mindful leadership and things like that. So incorporating nice. some of that stuff and um, just in the way I would want to do it, it, just like I'm doing with mm-hmm. the nonprofits, is in person and tailoring it to the organization. Um, so I know it's hard because sometimes people are like, well, tell us exactly what you're going to give us. And I'm like, well, 
I would hear some basic things, but mm-hmm. I really want to make sure that I am here to support your needs, which looks different for everyone. Yeah. And can, can, is there a way you could get like systematized things? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Like, so there would probably be like almost like a skeleton type structure mm-hmm. that I would have. And then from there, work with them more specifically on their organizational mm-hmm. needs. Do you have anybody in mind for that? At this point, I don't. Okay, I can, um, I can think of one person, you know. Okay. Uh, a sponsor of the show, actually. Okay. Uh, Planet Duck. They, he, 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 may, he, he, he really is, he cares about his employees, so right. he may already be doing something like that. I don't right. know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, like, he, he talked about, like, having a mental health day uh, mm-hmm. when he was on the podcast, you know. It's like, right. I was like, what do you do if someone doesn't show up? He was like, maybe they just needed a mental health day. I don't know. Right, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's cool, dude. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. And so, so, I mean, that's potentially someone... I mean, how are you going to market that? That's what I'm trying to learn. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, part of it is I need to um, flesh it out more. And then mm-hmm. I think I was just going to start with, you know, social media, like create a post, especially on Inst- or, um, yeah. on Instagram would be one. But then LinkedIn also where it's like the professional network. That would be huge. Like yeah. maybe what you want to double down on. You maybe maybe even just cut everything out and just focus on LinkedIn. Right. And make some posts. And next thing you know, someone in New Jersey reaches out to right. you because they have a team of like 20 people and they want you to come come there and you know help them or maybe right. even with, with a lot of telehealth yeah that has been huge that blew up in covid right uh a lot of uh you know like better help really mm-hmm. they doubled down on their advertising because they right and, and, and then they got more money and then they doubled tripled down on their advertising right. i don't know if you've seen it it's, yeah oh it's, uh, it's everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> yeah they, they they sponsor literally a thousand podcasts oh i believe yeah. it i feel like every podcast that <laughs> yeah. i listen to and yeah. I, I went through all all of the because i was on better help and i went through the referral list because mm-hmm. i was i was uh mining data i guess you could say yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, it, it said who referred you and it shows you the whole list of everyone that could have referred you wow. and I, went, I counted each one and like i wrote them down and, like <laughs> wow <laughs> i was yeah. getting really uh anal with that yeah <laughs> you could yeah say. But uh, I just thought it would be good to know, like, their strategy because mm-hmm. I have a podcast, you know. Right. And, uh, yeah, they, and then they also, like, on Facebook ads and, you know, they're everywhere, like, every kind of advertisement. And that's they've just been able to market themselves really well. And, like, they've done some really awesome videos. Yeah. One of the videos, advertisements that they did, it was, like, they they showed and visualized in the best way I've I've seen it what anxiety feels like wow, like they did yeah. it without words you know it was just yeah. pr- purely like production mm-hmm. and it was just like wow that really like th- you know the walls were coming in and like things were going like it was it was really intense and i was like yeah. they nailed it with that that was really yeah cool. <laughs> that's awesome and like as someone who does video marketing that's uh, that's something that stands out to me as well so right so yeah yeah, yeah. so so you take on one-on-one clients mm-hmm. uh, and you work with them for a period of time, however yep. long they need to, right. to help them get better yeah and that's your main thing you do but mm-hmm. you would like to to lean into uh, yeah. doing working for businesses yeah okay yeah. interesting essentially yeah. yeah and you know if that's really what you want to do like i think i, I say go for it you know? right <laughs> i say yeah. figure out the plan figure out what that looks like mm-hmm. and then start marketing uh, start marketing it if you have to reach right. out to someone even if it's consulting you know mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of people like that that will like you know spend do it it's like you do with the counselor like right. you do as counseling but they'll do it like as, as coaching or consulting you mm-hmm. know and you know maybe find someone and and I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing yeah. out ideas. You yeah, don't got to do any of that. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So, so yeah. Is there anything right. else you'd like to, to talk about before we close this out? I don't think so. Okay. I just really appreciate you giving me the opportunity and the platform and 
conversation has yeah. been really nice. So <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, for well, having thank me. you for coming on and sharing yeah. sharing your wisdom and what you do because I think it's important for people to know about what you do. Yeah, and thanks. you know whether they choose someone else or you. You mm-hmm. know, like I think that's maybe someone saw what uh, this episode and they they specifically have purity trauma and they're right. they'll reach out to you i yeah. think that'd be awesome mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe they didn't even know it was trauma until they right. heard this episode i don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah that's cool though but yeah so this has been the cos business podcast and we'll see you guys on the next one <laughs>